0: But if you close your are- eyes. Hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. You are listening to this week again, and I'm your host, Suzanne Posel. We're gonna start off this show with some highlights from Marlardo's Off My Lawn Tour coming to an East Coast city near you. Move on to McCarthy's margarine problem and follow that up with a serious discussion on Tyree Nichols. Let's begin, shall we? For fans of The Last of Us, either the game or the HBO Max series, you'll probably want to sit down for this first story.
1: Medical experts are sounding the alarm over the spread of valley fever. The fungal infection that can cause long-term lung problems is historically found in the southwest, 97% of cases in California and Arizona, but it is now spreading potentially as a result of climate change, hotter and drier conditions allowing the fungus to thrive elsewhere in the U.S.
2: Well, a person gets valley fever when they inhale the spores of the fungus that lie dormant in our soil. And under certain conditions such as earthquake, uh, with the fires, as well as with construction, those soils become airborne and uh, people who are immunocompromised and people who are pregnant can uh, inhale those and develop very severe disease. Some people with valley fever
3: experience just mild disease, but 5 to 10 percent of cases lead to serious long-term lung problems. The disease can spread to the brain, joints, and in some cases is fatal.
0: Okay, okay, I hear you. Um, But we're not talking about having the worst kiss of our lives with some rando in a mushroom beret, right? Oh, that's a big relief. But those side effects from inhaling these fungal spores do include problems breathing, arthritis, and... Wait, did that guy say something about spreading to the brain? (laughs) It is a really good thing that this fungus is only found in Arizona. Researchers say that the disease's reach is expanding. In recent years,
3: valley fever cases rose 32%, and experts worry it could get much worse. One study shows the spores that cause it could spread beyond the southwest through the Great Plains as the earth warms due to climate change. And while there is no cure for valley fever, researchers say they are close to developing a vaccine.
0: Okay, well... Here, I thought this was just going to be a Last of Us parody, but I guess the fungus got other plans. (laughs) Now, currently, the Arizona native can be found in California as well, but the CDC suspects that the spores might have made it as far as eastern Washington, the state that is. And as of this broadcast, luckily, there aren't any cases of the infected beyond Arizona and California, But listen for this if anything changes. Moving right along, the Republican Party is trying a bold strategy to get back to 1953 by re electing three times a failure Ronna McDaniel to run the RNC yet again. Which is sad, really, because voters had to choose from either Rona, the My Pillow Guy Mike Lindell or the legal advisor to Scooby-Coo's failed 2020 presidential campaign. Uh, I guess the most qualified people aren't fucking with Republicans. Either way, heading to 2024, Republicans feel confident at least about one thing.
2: Donald Trump yeah, he kept saying, and we're going to be winning so much, we'll get tired of winning. I'm tired of losing. I mean, that's all he's done. Look, I don't think he's, he could win in, 20, in November of 24. Trump is the past. He's fading fast. He's a proven loser. He cost us the House at 18. He cost us the White House in 20. He cost us the Senate again and again. And I think we all know that, and I think we're moving past Trump. Does Trump win? I don't know now. I've said over and over again that he can't win a general election. That's based upon the polling that I was privy to pre the 2020 election and what we saw actually happen. And it's only gotten worse since then.
0: Uh, yeah. If Chris Christie is referring to January 6th, the red splat that was the 2022 midterms, and those classified keepsakes Marillardo stole when he left office, then yeah, absolutely, it has only gotten worse. Republicans couldn't keep the Senate and barely took the House in the last midterm elections, and Gen Z exclusively voted for Democrats in those midterms with more registering in 2024. So I would say that the GOP is on track to become the biggest loser two elections in a row. That's why this announcement came as a collective, ugh. Former President Donald Trump
4: launched his 2024 presidential campaign. He rallied supporters in South Carolina and New Hampshire saying he is more angry and more committed to winning.
3: Mr. Trump is currently the only Republican candidate officially in the race.
4: He spent the weekend in critical early primary states, South Carolina and New Hampshire. In South Carolina, he was flanked by his new leadership team, including the state senior Senator Lindsey Graham.
0: Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, fresh from his retirement home in Florida, the marginally sentient spray tan gave off strong get off my lawn vibes. In New Hampshire and South Carolina, where he did all of his old favorites, like the election was rigged and I've got stamina, to a crowd of poorly educated cult members who have decided that this guy is their ride or insurrection. Oh, and the windmills are coming for us.
3: We demand windmills be built on our oceans. We demand they go on our prairies. Our mountains and our plains. We're going wind, let's kill all the birds. They're killing all our eagles and our birds. You know, if you go out hunting and you happen to shoot a bald eagle, they put you in jail like for five years, right? But the windmills knock out thousands of them. Nothing happens. They kill thousands of them with these windmills. Nothing happens. And the wind turbines are all made in China.
0: Ooh, scary stuff. Almost as scary as a tomato or a can of soup. But nothing terrifies this 76-year-old with unusually small hands more than a plane landing.
3: So we're landing, we're getting 700. I say, so Captain, I say, sure, it's fine. And so 600, 500, 400. Then he goes 300. So now we're 300 feet over which is nothing and uh captain we're okay right yes yes sir and then all of a sudden 200 100 i just closed my eyes bing bing boom Perfect.
0: <laughs> now it makes sense why boomers love this guy He is having the same conversations they are except he is standing at a podium in front of a microphone and they're usually sitting at a Denny's in a booth at 2.30 p.m. having dinner. But wait, (laughs) we've also got transphobia.
3: I will sign a new executive order instructing every federal agency to cease all programs that promote the concept of sex and gender transition at any age. I will ask Congress to pass a bill establishing that the only genders recognized by the United States government are male and female, and they are assigned at birth. Serious country should be telling its children that they were born with the wrong gender, a concept that was never heard of in all of human history. Nobody's ever heard of this, what's happening today. It was all when the radical left invented it just a few years ago. Under my leadership, this madness will end.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen unless we return to basic anatomy and physiology. Because, yes, there are two sexes, but gender, (laughs) not only is that a construct, but it is a spectrum. And tell me if I'm wrong, but if the Floridian Fondler wins in 2024, does he also want to grab him by the penis? Maybe start an official branch of the government where penis inspectors can hang out in bathrooms and changing rooms, like former pageant owners have been known to do. Yeah, so except for that transphobic declaration, you can see how this is a real problem for the GOP, who want nothing more than to leave old drinks with two hands at Trump Tower where they found him. Or Maybe even worse, because while some in the GOP are spending their near bedtime on their knees praying to Republican Jesus for an indictment, and still others are wishing that his cult members would run out of Social Security money to donate to him, there is a growing number of Republicans who would prefer a more permanent solution to their old whack Donald dilemma. Like... Too many Republicans, according to McKay-Coppins, reporter for The Atlantic. Roll tape. Republicans want Trump to disappear. That is the reporting from The Atlantic's McKay-Coppins, who spoke to more than a dozen current and former GOP
4: officials and strategists.
2: Peter Meyer, a Republican who spent just one term in Congress and voted to impeach Trump, told McKay this, quote, I've heard from a lot of people who will go on stage and put on the red hat and then give me a call the next day and say, I can't wait until this guy dies.
0: You write
4: this, quote, In my conversations with Republicans, I heard repeatedly that the least disruptive path to getting rid of Trump, grim as it sounds, might need to be to wait for his expiration.
2: McKay explains their rationale was straightforward. The former president is 76 years old. He's overweight. He appears to maintain the diet of a college freshman and believes, contrary to all known science, that exercise is bad for you. Why risk alienating his supporters when nature will take its course sooner or later?
0: Damn, that's dark. You know that your shit is fucked up when your own people are quietly hoping that they wake up some morning to a TMZ report that overnight you have succumbed to a bucket of original recipe just a few feet from the drive-thru exit. Ignore how oddly specific that is. Because the point is, Republicans are so afraid of Old Yeller posting about them in all caps on Facebook and maybe Instagram or his knockoff Twitter website, that they are anxiously anticipating Scrotus's demise. That is a facepalm moment, if there ever was one. And speaking of hating your own creation, while Dumpster Fire complains to the press about suffering from Frankenstein's remorse, Now that Ron Don't Stand This Man may be a contender for the RNC's Republican primary nomination for president, it is becoming clear that this is going to be a good one. Ron DeShitstane has been busy trying to give Florida a makeover circa 1860 with legal asylum seekers getting bus rides at the Floridian taxpayers' expense from Texas to Martha's Vineyard, and also single-handedly crusading against people who believe that there is systemic injustices in our current criminal justice system. DeShitstein has also made sure that no child can read a book in Florida while in public schools, Because the school districts have instructed all of the teachers to remove books from their classrooms and their libraries. Banning the instruction of actual history because it makes KKK members and their adjacents like Ron DeShitstane feel bad about being slavery sympathizers. Plus, those books have photos in them. And boomers showing up at school board meetings don't want their grandkids to see them throwing things at little black children while schools were being desegregated. Which also explains why he banned AP black history courses from being taught in K through 12. Because, let's face it, the closest Ron disaster has ever gotten to advanced placement is the too big and too tall for you thrift store in West Palm Beach, Florida, where he obviously buys his oversized suits. But Ron, the wannabe next on, isn't the only Republican getting the presidential-looking treatment because the QAnon mom from Georgia's sussy 14th District Marjorie Tool Time Green has recently been cited in public wearing outdated L.L. Bean over shit-colored turtlenecks Accented with 10-carat-plated crosses so gaudy, even Grandma can see it when she watches Fox. In fact, that is the exact ensemble she had on when she decided to drag her knuckles out onto the House floor and say this out loud. President Biden abused his power to sell our oil, reduce gas
1: prices, so that the midterm elections would swing Democrats' way. It's a shame to trick the American people just to win an election. No president should be able to use their emergency powers for politics.
0: Oh, bless her heart. Margarine got her bloomers all in a bunch because Biden sold gas from our country's petroleum reserves. But here's what else happened, folks. Biden sold that gas when prices were high which not only ended up lowering gas prices across the country, but then when he replaced the gas that was sold, he did so at lower prices, which means Biden made $4 billion from doing what margarine cannot believe he did. And let's not forget, big oil has had another record-breaking profits year, after jacking up the prices on us, forcing Biden to do what he did. But QAnon Karen decided she was going to carry on and requested that the House vote on a rider to a House bill that she concocted. She wanted to make sure that a president in the future would not have the ability to make the American people happy while netting a few billion dollars for the rest of the country in the deal. Now, thankfully, only 14 of the Republicans' moron circus voted for this writer, but this display of impotent rage didn't stop the worst Kevin, now Speaker of the House, from announcing little Annie Hoaxley will be sitting on the newly created COVID response investigation panel. (laughs) That's right, folks. The woman who said and tweeted all of this about COVID...
2: Here are a few things that she has said about COVID over time. She said that young boys shouldn't wear masks because they're emasculating. She said that a vaccine passport would be Biden's mark of the beast. She said it's fascism or communism, whatever you wanna call it, but it's coming from private companies. So I have a term for that, I call it corporate communism. She said that having to wear a mask in Congress shows that Pelosi is mentally ill. She also said that having to prove that you were vaccinated, is exactly the same type of abuse Jews experienced being put on trains and taken to gas chambers in Nazi Germany. Three weeks later, she said that if vaccines were provided door to door, it would be by medical brown shirts. In June of 2021, when she wasn't laughing about kids in Georgia dying of COVID. She called it a manufactured plague caused by a Chinese made virus. In July of 2021, she said that COVID variants, including Delta, no one cares. She joked about killing someone that would come to her door to provide vaccination. Uh, She also said when um, in August of 2021 uh, that COVID is spreading, but we're human. We can't live forever.
0: Sounds to me like putting a poorly educated, science-denying Christian nationalist on a panel investigating the government's response to covid was another totally won't end up backfiring in his face decision from the worst Kevin wielding the house gavel.
1: <laughs> Roll tape. Didaro, can you tell me
0: uh how much
1: how much covid cash went to CRT? It's CRT. Critical race theory in education. It's it's a racist right. uh, uh curriculum. Used to teach children uh, that somehow their white skin is not equal to black skin and other things in education. Yeah, uh,
3: no, I do not know that, but I, I do know that there's f- provisions that the uh, federal funds generally are not used; they're f- supposed to be used for curriculum. Oh, that's uh, a state. Oh, local. Mr.
1: Dodaro, I have to tell you in Illinois that they, they received 5.1 billion um, at at an elementary school there that, that used it for equity and diversity um so it's it's being used for these things uh mr diddero can you tell me how much money was given to drag queen story hour
3: the, 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 i'm sorry could you repeat that
1: Who? drag queen story time where where men dress oh, up as oh, women oh. And, and read confusing <laughs> books to children yeah,
3: first i thought you said dry clean so, uh, i'm sorry <laughs> okay. uh no i don't know the answer to either one of those two
1: uh, we need to look into this, and I, I urge you to do that. Um, they, uh, Bradbury Sullivan LGBT Community Center in Pennsylvania received $16,000 uh, for drag queen story time uh, from, from COVID cash. Um, I think this is an issue that needs to be looked into. A lot of this money went to things that it should have never gone to. And I thank you so much, and I yield back the remainder of my time.
0: You were just listening to Jean DeDaro, comptroller for the Government Accountability Office, being questioned by the Klan mom herself on where COVID relief funds went. And as you could clearly hear, Jean didn't know what the fuck this VP hopeful for the white nationalist movement was saying. First off, the poorly educated woman from Georgia is also illiterate, because in 2021. Illinois received a total of $5 billion in COVID relief money, which was distributed between all 851 school districts within the state. But let's keep going because there are 3,977 schools in the state of Illinois, which means each school couldn't have received more than one2 million dollars. That's an M, not a B. And if that's Illinois spending COVID relief money on just schools and nothing else, would that be a problem? Of course not. But we know that they did spend it on something else and also Illinois' plan for that money makes no mention of critical race theory curricula.
4: What it does outline is an effort to hire more teachers and build a diverse workforce that reflects the student population, with a plan to make learning more equitable by giving all students computers so that their learning isn't limited by a lack of access to technology.
0: I can't believe Marjorie said the quiet part out loud. But what she's really upset with, folks, is Teachers of color being hired in Illinois to teach students. Oh, and non-white students, along with white students, getting computers from the school district because that is a terrible use of COVID relief funding. Grr! And that brings me to my second point, which is critical race theory, or CRT, as the right loves to call it. That is a legal theory demonstrating the intersectionality of race within our legal system and taught to college students seeking a degree in the law, not students in K through 12. It is also not part of the core or required classes necessary to obtain a degree in any legal study. So in other words, CRT, is an optional course college students can choose to take. But when we have facts, poorly educated people tend to make asses out of themselves, whether it's in a Walmart or while questioning government officials about the previous night's episode of Impotent Rage with Tucker Carlson. And speaking of impotent rage, unless you have been under a rock for the last week, you have probably heard of Tyree Nichols he was a 29 year old father of a four-year-old child who will have to grow up without his dad because five Memphis police officers decided to beat him for three minutes a block away from his mother's home where he was headed in the first place
4: for the first time we are seeing the violent arrest of Tyree Nichols what began as a traffic stop Quickly turned violent, as captured on multiple videos released tonight by the right, city of Memphis. Officers are seen pulling right, Nichols out of the car. I'm just trying to go home, oh, man, they they use pepper milk. spray and deploy a table during a struggle. Then, for roughly three minutes, officers are seen repeatedly kicking and punching Nichols while he was handcuffed. As Nichols lay on the ground, bloodied and bruised, several minutes go by without any of the officers administering first aid. Nichols died in the hospital three days later.
0: After the beating and the EMT's arrival at the scene, it was still 19 minutes before Tyree was given any medical treatment for his life-threatening injuries, which included a broken neck broken in three different places. Unfortunately, Tyree succumbed to his injuries in the hospital three days later. Since we learned about Tyree and the footage of his beating went public, the Memphis PD has had to deal with just a few firings. First, we learned from Sherlyn Davis, the then chief of the Memphis PD, she was firing five black officers involved in Tyree's beating and charging them because whether or not you're a cop, if you're black, you're getting arrested. Then another officer who wasn't black, but was responsible for tasing Tyree in the crotch during the beating, was suddenly relieved of duty with pay. And that totally wasn't because of the outrage from the public when we saw what he did when we watched the videos and was concerned that his identity and involvement was omitted from the first round of firings. Because, you know, we have eyes. But The discrepancies they did not stop there they just kept coming like tom brady out of retirement
3: but these discrepancies kind of stand out to us as we've watched this video over and over nichols was an aggravated assault suspect and then it said it was he was sweating profusely and irate upon exiting the vehicle as we watched that video you saw the officers actually approach that car with a lot of force and then it says nichols grabbed for detective martin's gun and then Martin listed is as a victim in this case. Of course, we don't see that initial pull for any officer's weapon. And then it says Nichols pulled on an officer's duty belt, and there's no mention of the kicking or punching of him.
2: It seems that as if they have built into the narrative a series of justifications. And it's interesting that you hear them mouth some of those at the end of the beating on tape, as if they're building a story that, that goes somewhere other than we dragged a guy out of a car and started beating him and didn't stop till he was in a, in a fatal Meaning condition. the part about
1: he grabbed the gun, I think he grabbed the gun, I think he grabbed the gun, like it starts to take on a life of its own.
2: In the report they say a lieutenant and they name him and give his, his shield number made the scene indicating he was there. This is the first time we have ever heard about a supervisor two ranks up having been present.
0: Oh no. The cops lied on their report? And then two MTs who waited 19 minutes to administer aid to Tyree and another member of the same fire department were fired because optics. And then another currently unidentified Memphis police officer has been fired in connection with Tyree's beating death. But mums the word on this officer... Because COP stands for cover-up. Oh, and perhaps because of that motto, Memphis PD Chief Davis got her pink slip because, let's face it, she is one shady bitch. Not only did she lie on multiple statements to the press in reports about Tyree's death and who was involved, but this woman headed the Scorpion unit that killed Tyree, and she's got prior experience in that field. Starting in 2006, Davis was head of another gang of killer cops down in Atlanta, known as the Red Dog Unit. This elite group used their anger management skills to bust into a gay bar in 2009 and proceed to assault patrons, break shit, and literally press their boots onto the backs of bargoers who unfortunately just wanted to enjoy a night out. And they were sued for this. Davis kept her job running the Atlanta taxpayer-funded Red Dog Gang until she was caught making excuses and trying to obstruct an investigation into an Atlanta police officer sergeant's husband who was accused of sexually assaulting children ages 12 to 15. When Atlanta investigators found dozens of pictures of child pornography, Davis told the officers to stop looking into the matter. Now, this led to Davis being fired in Atlanta, but that was nothing because she found a lower ranking job at the same department just three months later. And that led to a job with the Durham PD in North Carolina, where in 2016, where she laid low until 2021, where she joined the Memphis PD and the rest is hopefully an ending that will include Davis doing a lot of time. And while someone else gets right on that, I'd like to take a moment to talk about the problem that we all have with cops, or as the pale and the privileged on Fox like to put it.
2: This is a direct result of all this defund the police stuff, right?
0: And if you vilify the
4: cops, you'll get less people wanting to be cops.
3: These endless wars on police departments now, they have dissuaded a lot of good people from becoming police officers. That's a fact. They've had recruitment problems and they've had retention problems. You can look at the data like I can. And what happens is you wind up getting stuck, plain and simple, with just bad guys.
0: I am so glad this knuckle-dragger on Fox mentioned recruitment and retention problems with the cops. Because according to the data that he asked me to look at, there is a very specific reason. The Brennan Sender, named after the guy who was shot for the 80s disaster in chief, then President Ronald Reagan, says as of 2020, white supremacy has infiltrated so many police departments nationwide, I would have an easier time rattling off states that don't seem to have that problem. Unfortunately, That is because there isn't a single police department in the United States that doesn't suffer from white sheet syndrome. And that's just for fact's sake. White supremacy and affiliation with right-wing militias has directly contributed to states like Alabama, California, Florida, Louisiana, Michigan, Oregon, Texas, and West Virginia to fire lots and lots of cops. And by the way, that isn't even all the states that I could mention with the very fine people problem that we seem to see might be the only reason why cops might be hard to come by. Turns out that the push in recent years to remove qualified immunity from cops is motivating them to pull a cartman and just quit or at least threaten to. But why is qualified immunity such a big deal to cops, especially ones with undiagnosed white person privilege problems?
2: Qualified immunity is a legal doctrine that was developed through court precedent rather than through congressional legislation. The purpose of qualified immunity is to protect government employees from frivolous litigation. However, it's become an increasingly effective shield in thousands of lawsuits that are seeking to hold cops accountable when they're accused of excessive force. Qualified immunity is something that courts invented and it says, think again. It says, we don't care about any of that. We are going to make him immune. Unless you happen to be able to point to a case that involved the same conduct and the same context, Uh, where a court told some other officer that it was wrong.
0: But thanks to the gods of irony, it was the Ku Klux Klan Act of 1871 that provided the right of citizens to hold their government officials accountable for their civil rights abuses. And now, in 2023, we are dealing with cops who are trained and told to see racial biases and as themselves, the Warriors Against the Darkness which makes that Reconstruction-era law so relevant. When cops commit crimes, they can hide behind qualified immunity to protect their financial freedom and their livelihood against the families of their victims. If a case is brought to court, it is the city and ultimately the taxpayers who literally pay for a cop killing or injuring one of their citizens. Imagine if you will, a cop who loses his job can't be hired in another precinct indefinitely and is personally liable for all court ordered damages awarded to the victim's families. Now, do you think Cops would think twice about beating a man to death, or sitting on his neck for nearly 10 minutes, or perhaps shooting a 12-year-old child to death while arriving at the scene just 30 seconds earlier, if doing so would cost them their home, their income, and their retirement? Hmm. I don't know. But that's all I have to say about that, folks. New episodes of This Week Again air every Sunday. Follow the show on social media to keep up with our latest posts. This week, again, can be found on Audible, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google, Samsung Podcasts, and basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. So, today, for now.